0: your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore.
1: Dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash just up.
0: That's thirty days of full access for free when you go to d i p s e a stories dot com slash just dot com slash just Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra Demolder,
1: And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is dating a self-proclaimed lazy person. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners.
0: Right. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. Um, so please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings. to so hopefully you had some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. So it's Monday. So what is today's check-in topic?
1: Okay. Uh, this check-in topic is inspired by some internet drama that happened, <laughs> which is... <laughs> There was like a big to-do about the fact that President Biden and his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, went to a restaurant and they ordered the same entree. And people online freaked out (laughs) because some folks were like, oh my God, why would you order the same entree? Like, why wouldn't you just split two different meals? Or like, you're only getting one part of the menu. Why would you do that? And other people were like, Mind your own damn business. Who cares? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah, just yeah, let the yeah. people order what they want to order.
0: Maybe they uh, wanted and- <laughs> an adult portion of chicken each. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: Apparently, they ordered this rigatoni, which looked delicious. I saw a picture of it, and I was like, I would definitely order that.
0: I would understand if it was like, um, you know, the president and the first lady ordered the same meal, and it was like chicken nuggets, you know, or it was like a, <laughs> it was like a a child's meal or something. <laughs> for sure for sure yeah
1: uh they both ordered the same order and it was a charcuterie board right like that's something that you shouldn't like get one of for yourself
0: (laughs) a hummus platter yeah right i thought it would be
1: i thought it would be fun for us to talk about like our take on that and then also like maybe dig into like restaurant etiquette with our partners like how do we how do we go to restaurants with willow and peter
0: i think it's so cute because i joked about like you know, being shocked if they ordered a Happy Meal. But honestly, this does give me pause because never in a million years would we order the same thing unless, (laughs) unless, you know, like when I um, was pregnant, um, I would be like, I'm going to eat a turkey sandwich the size of my arm. And normally we split things and I would be like you know, a little territorial of my food at that time. Um, however, <laughs> understandably, <laughs> my favorite thing to do is go up, go up for breakfast and get a savory plate and a sweet plate. And I eat half that waffle and I pass it. And then I eat mm-hmm, half that, mm-hmm. you know, breakfast burrito or whatever. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of splitting things, especially because I have um, a wicked sweet tooth. So I love to get something savory, sweet sort of, combo thing. That's what we do most of the time. Thank God that like Willow doesn't have any strong opinions about food. So she basically lets me order for <laughs> us. <laughs> so it's basically like me ordering two meals for myself and then not finishing either of them. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's like way less romantic and more self-serving uh-huh. than it yeah, sounds. Yeah, for sure. What about you?
1: Um, No, I think I think Peter and I often order the same thing. Um, Both of us like finish our meals generally. Right. Or at least like Peter will finish his and I will finish most of mine. And then I will like hand over the the leftovers for him. So it's like, it's not like there's. And I think like, uh, I am also like weirdly territorial about food too, or it's like, no, I just want to eat my own thing. I don't want to like, I don't want to have to share with everyone. Cause like, what if I don't like this thing that you've ordered and like, then I have to deal with that. So it's like, I know what I like and I'm going to order what I want and you can know what you like and you can order what you want. And like, I'm okay with people like having a bite or whatever. And I also will like frequently tell Peter what to order so that I can try his thing. But like, <laughs> we're definitely not people who like decide to order two entrees and then like split. Both Man, of them. we
0: almost exclusively do that. I think unless I know I've something... seen you do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean like it's so, fu- this is just the perfect example about how every human experience is different because it's baffling Uh to me that you would look at a menu of 30 options you know 100 options if you're at applebee's right (laughs) and and only pick one like i maybe Uh maybe this is why i'm bisexual y'all like i have intense (laughs) menu anxiety
1: You bisexuals really are selfish and can't just pick. Yeah.
0: It's why we have 300 beverages at the same time (laughs) at all times. Right now I'm looking at a coffee and a water, like can't just have one.
1: (laughs) No, no, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that I just am like, I'm just like such an individualist when it comes to ordering my food. And I'm also like, I don't have that much. I don't have that much like fear of missing out anxiety. It's like, well, if I, I'm going to order this thing and it's going to be delicious. And like, if I don't order the other things, who cares? <laughs> like, I'll come back yeah. later. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I guess, you know, uh, this is getting a little off track. So we'll get back to the actual like relationship content. But are you somebody who has like intense food cravings? Like, for me, it's like I can't look at a menu and see waffles and not order <laughs> waffles. But I'll, sure. but I actually want the breakfast burrito more. But it's like my sweet tooth needs both. That's what I'm saying. This is Your not romantic like- at all. I'm honestly just lucky that Willow. <laughs> It just eats whatever I order us.
1: <laughs> no, I, this is like, this is so getting to our different relationships to I food know. where it's like, I am such a person who's like, food is like, just put the food in my body so that I can like food get on with fuel. my life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't like that though, because it's like, that it feels like body shamey, but it's like, I have to eat in order to live and I want it to taste good for sure. But I'm not like, I don't need a whole experience around it. It's Just like, give me the the thing that I want
0: yeah um okay but going back to the actual check-in topic after i find out this weird what feels sociopathic to me um well that's what the internet in was saying they were like yeah what is happening why are
1: they ordering the same meal and i was like i feel like this is <laughs> this not is a big so deal funny. but people are really upset about it
0: <laughs> this is like the relationship version of what color is that dress blue <laughs> yeah basically or gold or whatever the fuck uh-huh. it was uh-huh uh, um okay but like you know expanding this check in topic to other restaurant etiquette the things have you and peter i almost i would bet my life savings on this answer have you and peter ever sat on the same side absolutely not absolutely not. why would you would do bank that bank for me
1: <laughs> oh my god the thought of it makes me like makes my body cringe <laughs> like i can yeah. feel like my my solar plexus tighten thinking about sitting on the same side of the table together Uh, and we've done it like when we were like meeting other people out and we're like there early and like, even that I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is so (laughs) weird. I hate this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. good old Blackwell doesn't want to look too into anything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I, my preference is we're sitting at a table, not a booth and we're sitting on like perpendicular yes, sides yes yes, like, yes 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 so yes that, yes like we're not like right next to each other and we're also not like directly facing each other but we can like have some intimacy you know we can be close to each other without like scrunching into a booth i also have anxiety about booths <laughs> that's a different thing that we could talk about <laughs>
0: we, we could talk about it if you wanted to uh. that's funny yeah no i'm not a huge fan of the the same side because i like to like look at people you know pull the mm-hmm. hands across the table. Plus uh, like as a former wait staff person, I was always a little comfortable cause like, I didn't know what they were doing under the table. And I have seen some shit, some people like getting, <laughs> I swear they get off on, you know, the public. What is, what's the word sexually? Like when you were an exhibitionist, you know, Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen some people just like fucking going at it during dessert. And that was, it's like, do I drop off the check? You know what I mean? <laughs> Am I part of, the, is this a menage a trois? Like, uh-huh, do you want uh-huh. me to engage you or do you want me to in, you know, ignore you? Anyway, um, uh, I have sat, there are times in which like we're feeling particularly snuggly or like we missed each other or something. I think maybe, yeah. maybe like 95% of our dining experiences we've sat across from each other. And the yeah. rare, rare occasion where we sit next to each other, probably because yeah. I had like a terrible day or something, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, something cute or whatever. Yeah. Nothing wrong I mean, with I that. I, do, it. I see the romance in it. And For also, sure. um, I don't know.
1: I could imagine it like if you're in like a booth against a wall or something and you want to like see the rest of the restaurants you can like Mm -hmm. people watch together or like yeah that's cute cute. like that 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 makes sense to me but the idea of just like sitting next to each other to sit next to each other is is weird (laughs) to me
0: (laughs) most blackwell statement that has ever blackwelled ever absolutely (laughs) (laughs) that is funny um what else any other restauranty things we want to cover what about
1: like paying for the bill like oh man that was probably
0: like one of our first check-in topics i bet in like 2018 I think it was
1: for sure like how do
0: you deal with the bill um well at this point we have shared finances so technically for I sure. always pick up the bill because I'm very generous you're <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the breadwinner <clears throat> in the Mulder heirs <laughs> yeah, yeah, household yeah. I'm the bread maker <laughs> I make the bread there it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> like you know pancakes like- and muffins <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> sorry y'all <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Uh, no, I, but in my dating world, I think it was like always a conversation. I think I always, um, being of the feminine persuasion and all mm -hmm. that that has culturally conditioned us to be. I think I always, it was always like a little bit of a question, like "Eh, what's happening here, but -hmm. I would never not pick up the bill or I would never, I, I often offered to, up the bill. I don't know. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I it, it feels like a silly question now, but I know back when I was dating, that's like something you worry about, something you're anxious about, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean Peter and I have separate finances still, so like we check in about it yeah. a lot. Like usually we sort of like one of us pays in the other one like Venmos or we just like call it a wash or whatever, but
0: Yeah.
1: Um but I know that that, like, really weirds people out about, like, who's going to pay. And, like, one person should be paying and the other person should just be enjoying. But
0: Well, I think why there are th- so many different ways to handle finances and partnerships, especially For in sure. the dining world. Um, but why it's tricky is because we were joking about how, like, every human is different and experiences reality different. Mm -hmm. Every human sees the math equation of how to split a bill differently. Like some people split that bill to the penny. Some people split it according to who makes more. Some people are Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I'm going to pay because you paid last time. Other people think, oh, well, I I make more, so I'm going to take care of you. Or I'm the Mm -hmm. man, and I'm going to buy because of that cultural conditioning or whatever. Um, So it's never quite as Simple as it sounds, um, and that could be—that's where the conflict arises—is because we're all dealing with different rules and different influences.
1: All right, uh, love that ch- check-in topic. So I'm glad that we Me got too. to talk Thanks about her,
0: just highlighting it. so all good. of the
1: ways in which you and I are very different, and yet continue <laughs> to have a wonderful <clears throat> friendship together.
0: <laughs> cute, cute, cute. I'm about to talk about why that could be possible in this answer to this letter, actually, oh, about great. what true it. compatibility is.
1: All right. Awesome. Let's get into our letter. So this letter comes from a MS who pronouns are she, her, and who is writing from the void. Dear Sam and Sierra, I need to pick your brains. I trust your compassionate advice so much and just know that even if you don't have all the answers, you will have comforting and supportive words. Thank you for saying that because we will not have all the answers. (laughs) (laughs) I have been with my boyfriend, 28, he, him, for almost two years and we are getting ready to move in together in the coming months. We are both really excited about this prospect and I feel good about it. I have one main hesitation which is why I am writing to you. My boyfriend is a self-proclaimed lazy person and Sometimes it drives me crazy. I don't mean that he is lazy, as in he won't clean up after himself or doesn't take care of himself, more that he just genuinely enjoys having a more hermetic lifestyle. He works from home Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and usually does not leave his apartment at all on these days, often taking a nap during the day. On Tuesday and Thursday, when he goes into the office, he usually meets friends for drinks or social time. I can't stress enough how he loves having at least a few days a week where he spends basically the entire day on the couch, often ordering dinner off of Uber Eats and just watching TV after work. The less he does on these days, the better. Typing all this out, I feel like a big B because I am sure that so many people have lifestyles like this. This is one of the reasons why I'm writing to you. I'm struggling because my boyfriend's, quote, lazy streak drives me crazy, but I'm questioning if my urge to condemn it comes from an authentic place. When he tells me that he worked from home all day in bed and napped, my mind starts thinking, why doesn't he go see a friend after work? Why doesn't he do a productive hobby? Why doesn't he want to get 10,000 steps in? All these questions, though, are strictly linked to my lifestyle, and I fear a capitalist one. I feel this deep urge to tell my boyfriend to be productive, to do more, experience more, and stop being lazy. I'm wondering if this urge is coming from a higher voice inside of me that is telling me that our lifestyles aren't aligned, or if this is just capitalism talking through my body. I definitely struggle with control issues, so this one is a hard one for me. Thank you for being compassionate and so infinitely wise.
0: Um, that is so nice. Thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter and for foolishly thinking that we are infinitely <laughs> wise. For I am sure. infinitely, uh, flawed. <laughs> like we yes. all are. There we, there Absolutely. We all. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think this is a phenomenal question because I know that there are probably thousands of people that experience the same sense of incompatibility in their relationships Mm -hmm. and you know, they don't want to change their partner. They love their partner, but they feel this tension between the two lifestyles or, you know, approaches to, to downtime. Um, and they're not sure if this is like a true incompatibility that will result in, in conflict. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're going to dive right into this, but first a quick break.
1: Brands
0: By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which... (laughs) Um, I am never not in slippers and these are 100% Australian shearling lined clog slippers and I love that they're slip on, but they have those durable rub- rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active. In the house.
1: Get warm weather ready with quince. Go to break justbreakup for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q U I N C E dot justbreakup to get free shipping and 365 day returns. quince.com dot justbreakup. All right, everyone, welcome back. Uh, so I love this question because I think it really speaks to the ways in which relationships can be so challenging because we just have like different understandings of like the world, (laughs) you know what I mean? Where it's like, there's nothing inherently wrong with like wanting to get those 10, 10, 10,000 steps in or like having a productive hobby or wanting to be social. And there's like nothing inherently wrong with like, no, I'd much rather spend time in my room, like watching TV and, and eating my Uber eats. Right. Like it's both, it's like, there are probably pros and cons to both of those different lifestyles. And it can be hard because like, because in situations like this, like, we're so ingrained to assign value to both of Mm. these different things, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's more valuable to want to have a productive hobby or to be hustling all the time, or it's more valuable to like take a break from that hustle. right? It's more valuable to be able to relax and spend time at home. And the truth is like, there are probably good things and bad things about both of those different sort of ways of being, but, so much of how we've been brought up so much of like the media that we consume so much about the people that we surround ourselves can like really paint a sort of black and white picture around how we think that people should be behaving and what it means about the person based on what their preferences are for how they spend their downtime.
0: Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad you used that word because in my notes I wrote, we have a habit of valuing hobbies That are quote unquote Mm. productive over hobbies that are restful or more passive or don't produce something, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. a hobby could be playing a video game that doesn't produce a physical thing. It doesn't, um, you know. Contribute to your physical health, or whatever other ways we are valuing like your these things. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, but we know that like rest can be productive. We know that um, rest can be a hobby. It can be enjoyable. It can be for your self care. All of these reasons, um, or all of these ideas, are real. Um, but it can be. Incredibly challenging in our interpersonal relationships when our understandings of our own um, hobbies, of our own productivity, of our own styles of being come in, come into contact with somebody who's totally different, and it and it can often, like Sam said, challenge these ideas that we were given at birth or we were given by society or our family or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that thing that I always do, <laughs> and ask you, my dear letter writer, like where did you learn this? You say capitalism, which don't get me wrong, true. totally true. <laughs> we part we of want <laughs> the things that we do to result in, um, betterment. We want them to result in uh, money. We want them to result in. You know, thinness mm-hmm. even, right? Like this is all interconnected with with capitalism and uh, the other systems of oppression that have taught us how to be, right? And also, yep. I'm wondering, you know, you you mentioned you had control issues. Like, where did you learn you individually in your individual story, that you needed to get those ten thousand steps in order to feel like you had the permission? to relax or to feel like you were good enough to then do something else. Right. Like, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with your mode of being, but I also don't think there's anything wrong with your boyfriend's mode of being. Um, and I'm always interested in people's origin stories because it's, it is a combination of everything. It is capitalism and what it has taught us about quote unquote laziness, you know?
1: Yeah. I think that like, doing this self-awareness work doesn't mean that everything has to change either, right? Like, I think that sometimes we get freaked out by this, right? Like, I see a little bit of it even in your letter. You're really like, oh, my God, what if this is just capitalism and I'm, like, doing all this horrible stuff, right? And, and I think the important thing to remember is that we can do this self-awareness work and then... And then the the opportunity that comes to us is that we then get to make choices about it, right? So I'm not saying that by like investigating some of this stuff, you have to give up doing 10,000 steps a day, right. right? But I am saying that when we, or what I think Sierra and I are both saying is that when we do this self-awareness work to say like, where is this coming from? We can make choices that are more in alignment with what our goals and values are rather than just what we've been taught and are repeating over and over again. So like, I want you to make the decision to take 10,000 steps because it fills you up because it, it helps you because it. It, it improves your mental health or because of all of these different reasons. What I don't want is for you to be doing this 10,000 steps thing because you think it somehow means something about you as a person. And yes. that's where the self-awareness work can help us. Cause then we can make informed decisions about what's working for us or not working for us.
0: And I also want to know why that, you said you have issues with controlling. So what is triggered in you when your boyfriend has these periods of rest or of lo- you know, like little activity or whatever, what makes that feel like you need to quote unquote, correct his behavior? Because like, what if his behavior was nothing, there's nothing wrong. Like, um, you know, my wife is a heavily productive person.
1: She, <laughs> she is highly she is always productive. Always person.
0: She's always <laughs> moving. She, um, is a three on the Enneagram, if you know the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. um, and she really, you know, the way she has learned to manage her anxiety and to, to, to let her life function, um, at, at. In the most peaceful, optimal, mindful way is that she's like, she's just always doing something and then she will give herself permission to read or, or, or rest or whatever. But that's where... That's how she gets her rocks off, right? (laughs) And as somebody who is not like that, sometimes it was really triggering for me on the other end where I'm like, oh my God, does she think I'm gonna go skiing today? (laughs) Like, it's freezing outside. Lord knows I am not doing that. (laughs) Yeah, or like when she's running through our house, doing, picking up and and folding laundry and listening to a podcast about like how to be a better person. And she's doing all these productive things and I'm over there like still in my bathrobe at 11, being like, Oh, I just posted something on Instagram, you know, like all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I did so yeah. much work this morning. <laughs> Brush off the brow. You know, I am exa- I should take a break. I should take a nap. You know, I've often been like, Oh my God, just, is she judging me or, you know, right. am I doing something wrong? But I have learned from her that how I live and how I spend my energy is 100% up to me and how she lives and how she spends her energy is 100% up to her. And compatibility isn't about being the same. Compatibility yep. is about finding harmony within your relationship and how, and finding more importantly, acceptance about who your partner is and isn't and who you are and seeing how they can fit into each other. Right. Like how they can, how they can coexist peacefully or not. And and honestly, I made the joke during the check-in topic that Sam and I are that too. Sam and I are so different, but I think we're incredibly compatible in so many ways um, because it's not again about being the same. It's about being able to vibe or whatever people are saying on Instagram. (laughs) That word just came out of nowhere.
1: (laughs) And I mean I think that like not trying to make the other person something that they're not, right? Like part of it is like is not saying like, oh, there's a best or right way to be, but instead being like, oh, we're just different people. And because we love each other and want to be in relationship with each other, we're gonna have to flex and adapt towards each other in some ways, right? And it's and it's also okay for us to exist in different spheres, right? So like the fact that your, your boyfriend wants to just spend all this time at home and you want to go out and socialize can happen at the same time, right? Like you don't need to be on the same page every day as long as you're okay with the fact that you're on different pages. And all this to say that there may come a time when you're like, actually, I want somebody who is going to hang out with me more or who's going to want to go on hikes with well, me. I'm going to dr- feel inspired weekend. by
0: their productivity For or sure, whatever. Absolutely.
1: And like, that's okay too, right? Like if that's something that you want or need out of a relationship, that makes total sense to me. I just don't want you to throw out what could be a really good relationship because your anxiety around productivity is, the th- is driving you to judge this person or to, to see an incompatibility where an incompatibility maybe doesn't exist.
0: Right, right. And I, I'm so glad you said that because I also want to say, like, if you can't find the harmony, if you can't find the ways in which you fit into each other, then that is enough. This is enough. Like, you're not a bad person for feeling this way. It's not you being overt- overtaken by the overlords of capitalism. This is just you trying to find how your life fits with this other person. Um and we will always have these seasons of of, of figuring it out, you know, like um, this is not the last time you're going to say like, wow, this thing about this person, I'm not sure how it, it sits in my life, right? Like, yep. I'm not sure where it fits. Maybe I need to work on accepting who he is more radically. Maybe I need to work on accepting what I cannot control more radically. Or maybe this person just isn't for me because I'm no longer really excited by them. I'm not, you know, I want something else that is okay too. The last thing I just want to say, you know, again, and this is just a different perspective or a perspective shift that I'm offering. You use the word like streak, you know, you, I think you said like a lazy streak or something like that. Um, and even just that language, we can shift it to work on our radical acceptance of one another. It's not a streak. A streak implies like, ah, oh, it was just like this phase that I was going through. This is not a streak. This is his actual concrete chosen identity. It doesn't sound like he's depressed. This doesn't sound like he is. It, this sounds like a very stable approach to what brings him inner peace, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And- it's not a phase. It's not a streak in his relationship because when we use language language like that, it implies that there, is, you know, that this is, you know, his unpolished version of himself, unfinished, or it's it's the mm. it's the broken version of him. But when he's fixed, he's gonna be more like me, right? Ooh,
1: yeah, that's good. That's good.
0: And but he's, he's this is his whole unbroken self. Right. Or like we're all broken because we're all imperfect, but you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) So I know we gave you a lot to chew on. Um, We definitely relate to this. This is totally understandable. This is anxiety that I've had in my own life. Um, Hopefully this just gives you a little bit more to chew on. Um, Like Sam said, to maybe see this not as an incompatibility Um, but as a new opportunity to like radically accept you and your partner as two wholly different persons who enjoy each other. Right. For
1: sure. Absolutely. And I I know that that was like a beautiful way to end, but just one more thing to say. Go, go, do it. (laughs) I also just want to name that like you two are about to move in together. And so this is probably going to get heightened, right? Like this is, and I want to just say that like, it may be uncomfortable, to, to sit in this, in this moment, but that discomfort doesn't mean that anything is necessarily wrong. Right. Like right. The, the fact that you're going to be noticing that this is happening. The fact that like this contrast is going to come into even like sharper view for you is okay. If you are sort of doing the work to, to do what, Sierra and I have been talking about, which is practice that self-awareness around where this is coming from and remind yourself, it's not your job to find yes. productivity for him. Yes, It is yes. not. And this is like something I have to remind myself about, about my relationship. You know, Peter is like often much more productive than me, but in terms of like, it's not my job to like, help peter's emotions right it's not my job to make him okay all the time it's not my job to make him do the things that i think that he should be doing my job is to like do the things that are supporting me and find a yes. way to support him in his own experience of the world and then the things that are going to bring him the most comfort and joy
0: yes absolutely i totally agree it was a way better way to end it <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i liked. i like yours too. <laughs>
0: All right, my darling. Um, good luck. We believe in you. We're excited about this big move and we're so grateful that you trusted us with this letter.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening and writing in. We love, you. we love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com justbreakuppod pod.
0: You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise.
1: Please remember to follow, subscribe, leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship advice.
0: Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. And remember, y'all, how you live and spend your time and f- find your peace is 100% up to you. How your partner finds their peace is up to them. Compatibility isn't about being exactly the same. It's about finding the ways you fit together and finding harmony next to each other and if all else fails
1: just break up